Welcome back, boys and girls, to another episode of K-Fave Comparisons. My name is Mr. Know-It-All, Daniel John Schaefer, and I am joined, as always, by the K-D-Cast. Lush? Cast, how you doing, bro? Hey, now. We are here. We are back. We missed the step. We tripped. We fumbled. We're back. Don't worry, boys and girls. We're here. Yeah. We're switching things up. Yeah, so it's been a while since we were really able to talk about, um, you know, wrestling. It's just been a wild time. You know, people are some people are still in quarantine. Uh, we were able to get together last weekend, though, me and the KG cast in the flesh, and watch uh, AEW Double or Nothing. So we decided that yes. since it's been a while, what we'll just end up doing, um, you know, because I know a lot of people have already talked about it, but I feel like it's a good place to just kind of compare the most recent uh, pay-per-views. I feel like that's going to be our, our best bet. Um, so that's what we're going to do today. We're going to com- compare Money in the Bank uh, from, I guess, a couple weeks ago to Double or Nothing from last weekend. So hopefully, you know, it's, it's very similar to our Season 1 format, cast. Yeah, definitely. It's like a throwback. We're, doing, we're, we're, we're throwing it back, and uh, we're going to bring it to you. It's been a little bit since Money in the Bank, but it hasn't been too long. And then uh, this... Uh, Double or nothing just happened, so it's a yeah. it's a good comparison. It's a win win. Everybody everybody's happy here. Yeah, everybody's happy. Cool, man. Great. So let's go ahead and st- let's go ahead and get this thing rolling. Let's go ahead and start it off with the older show here. Um, so the older show, I will before we get to the main card, the pre-show for Money in the Bank. Um, Scott Stanford and and Peter Rosenberg with a panel there. Pretty, pretty strong packages they had. The Wyatt Strowman package was awesome. The match, though, Jeff Hardy versus Cesaro. If you have a chance yeah. to just watch the pre-show, it was absolutely fantastic. I'm not going to go into like too big of a rating, but, dude, Cesaro, Cesaro, and Jeff looked crisp and, crisp and sober. Work rate was top-notch. Uh, yeah, it was a good match. What did, you, did, you, did you get to ch- a chance to check yeah. that one out? Yeah, definitely. This was actually one of the best matches of the night. I gave it a – I actually – I rated it. I gave it a B. It, it was great. Uh, Cesaro dominated uh, the start of the match. Um, you know, Hardy got his baby face underdog comeback. Uh, great. Like you said, great match. You got to watch it. Match was great. I, if you want to know my rating, it was a B. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's what I thought about that one. Are we going to jump back into Money in the Bank or go over to uh, the AEW? Let's go over the AEW um, side, man. On um on the opening, well they had kind of like a, their own little pre-show match too. It was Private Party versus the Best Friends. Yeah, we watched a little bit of it. Oh, we yeah, were kind of yeah. like making burgers. Uh, they gave them like forever though. They got like 15 minutes. Uh, the match was decent. It wasn't bad. Uh, there wasn't really anything to write home about. I'm just still not so. It's just honestly, dude. Like I don't understand the the whole vibe of Chuck Taylor. Like, look, he might be a great guy. I'm not bashing anybody individually. Um, we've had a lot of that lately in the wrestling community, and it's led to some terrible things. So like. I'm not bad. Whenever we critique this, we are always critiquing characters and actual performances. We're never critiquing them as human beings. So, like, Chuck Taylor may be the greatest guy on earth. I just don't like his work rate. I don't understand his whole style. He makes ridiculous facials to me. I don't think he's a good performer personally. Um, so, it just always puts me off. So, it was kind of flat. Uh, and then also, Private Party kind of has the same thing. As like that's a good profits, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like it feels like it feels like the, I know they've been around longer, but it still just feels right. like the same kind of thing. And so that's like the match is also, decent, but they also just kind of have the same thing in the ring, you know? It's yeah, yeah, just, yeah, it's the same style. Yeah, all yeah. it was uh, to me thinking back now that you reminded me. That's when we were, we were making burgers and everything. Yeah, uh, uh, nothing really. 
I mean, it was a decent opener, you know, but uh, yeah, nothing crazy, you know, definitely not as good as the opener for Money in the Bank, in my opinion. Yeah, so the opening match here on Money in the Bank, hopping back over. Right. The uh, actual opener, I'm sorry. The, I was yeah. talking about the pre show You know what I meant. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. but the, the opening to the main card here, though, right. is actually, uh, you know, not a bad little match either. It was New Day versus Lucha House Party versus Miz and Morrison versus the Forgotten Sons. Um, man, okay, so, like, the fact that the Forgotten Sons have jobs uh, and, like, Hawkins and Ryder don't is just kind of asinine to me. Uh, just straight up dumb. Um, you know, Metal League and Kofi had some great, like, chain openings. Uh, and the Forgotten Sons got a pretty solid amount of shine. Um, but I have, like, literally nothing for that tag team. Like, I, I feel like they have just, like, dead heat with me. Like, I just don't... Like, the Forgotten Sons, I just don't... I don't I'm not into that whole Sons of Anarchy, like, gimmick they have at all. Um, overall, though, I mean, it wasn't bad. Uh, I mean, the match, the work rate was solid, but it's like, you know... I feel like the Lucha House Party has never really gotten a win ever, but they always just get thrown in these matches because they can perform, and that's kind of what happens like to take the pin, and that's pretty much what happens. Uh, you know, the New Day right. retains, and Metal League takes the pin. What did you think about that uh, four-way tag? Plus, it was like a weird tag team thing, like four corners yeah. tag weirdness. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was a fatal four-way tag team match for the, champion, for the tag champions. I mean, that's always going to be weird, but I actually surprisingly thought this had some great stuff in it. I was really some surprised. I enjoyed it. Oh, good work it, for it sure. Was there was some fast, good spots. Yeah, there was a fast pace and some good action. You know, New Day wins, which is, is pretty predictable. Um, but even so, um, it, you know, it was short enough. It was good. Um, you know, not a lot of notes on it. Um, but I, I, I actually enjoyed it and gave it a B. It was a solid... Uh, for it, for what it was, I thought it was a good opener to the pay per view. Um, I didn't hate it at all. I didn't hate it at all. Then and then, uh, I guess I shouldn't keep going on with. So the I, but. yeah, I ended up give, I ended up giving the match two and a half stars. What was your overall rating on that one? B, a B, a B. Okay, yeah, I like a, a C, C plus, a B, B minus. But I liked it. Okay, cool, man. Well, let's go over to um, the opening match on the actual card here. Uh, it's going to be the casino ladder match, which is essentially like their money in the bank. It's like a, for a chance, right. the AEW championship. And wasn't it like uh, a big chip? It was like a casino yeah, chip. Yeah, a big casino chip. Yeah, yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. I'm fine with them keeping it, right. especially yeah. as it, especially it not being a main main event thing. Like it should mm-hmm. be kind of like for the mid card kind of spot. Uh, hopefully they'll just turn that into like a TNT championship run. I feel like that might be a little bit better. Uh, but yeah, so it was Darby Allen, Colt Cabana, Orange Cassidy, Joey Janela, Scorpio Sky, Kip Sabian, uh, Frankie Kazarian, and Luchasaurus. And then the surprise entrance was Brian Cage. Uh, you may have seen him from Impact. You may have seen him on Lucha Underground. Uh, the dude is an absolute mammoth of a man. And he came out managed by Taz as yeah. the surprise. These dudes got forever amount of time. It was 28 minutes and 30 seconds. Um, I will say that this is probably in ring, uh, one of my favorite matches on the, on this card. Um, it was, it was, uh, it was smooth for, for a ladder match. I mean, it wasn't like anything innovative, but Jesus, how many ladder matches with multiple people have we seen? Like there's only so many things that you can do with a ladder. Uh, but that being said, I felt like the work rate was good. Some of the bumps were pretty sick. Those guys were really all trying to get over orange Cassidy is, I love him. I think he's absolutely hilarious. I gave this match a B plus. 
I enjoyed it. Solid, solid three and a half stars for me. What did you think about this casino ladder match? Right. I, I wasn't, I'm not going to be too kind on this one. You know, I, I try to put aside the fact that, you know, I, I try not to take away from the grading, the fact that these ladder matches, like these money in the banks, we see them so much every year, you know, and we've seen them every year for a long time. And there's like you said, there's only so much that, that could be done. I try not to take that and, and automatically lower the grading. But it probably, whether I like it or not, has has some effect to the grade. Now, the people involved, I think, did a great job. Um, I will say I love Colt Cabana. Uh, maybe it's because we were hanging out. I don't really, you know, he didn't really stand out in the match to me, and I like him a lot. That's the only reason why I'm pointing that out is because I like him, and I wished I could remember more about him in the match. But I don't. he didn't really stand out in the match to me. He had a couple spots. Um, I liked, you know, Taz bringing out uh, what's his name, uh, uh, Cage, Cage, Brian Cage, yeah, yeah, Brian Cage. I liked that. That looked that that was like you know he seemed like a badass. That was cool. That was really really cool. Um, I, I I don't know. I think overall I, I would give it maybe a C for for a ladder match, a Money in the Bank style ladder match. There was some predictable spots. They had the cool flips and all that, but I don't know. It, it kind of almost fell flat for me. It kind of fell flat for me. It wasn't, I mean, it's not like I'm too far off from you. You didn't give it like some A plus where they're, yeah. they're tearing down the house to see on the show. But I mean, so I'm kind of similar to you, but just a little more, uh, a little more negative for me. It definitely didn't, um, it, it wasn't anything I'm going to go back and watch again. Let's see. Well, that. let me tell you something that I most, most certainly never watch again and kind of wish that I hadn't watched it in the first place. Uh, match number two on the Money in the Bank card is going to be R-Truth versus MVP. Uh, and it was kind of awkward having like Truth do rap like with no one in the crowd. Uh, and the MVP promo was weird, too, <laughs> with Lashley kind of like replacing him and MVP just be like being cool with it. Um, it was just kind of a squash to give Lashley some, you know, some shine. Uh, it, it really didn't make any sense at all. I absolutely hated it. I hated the way it got set up. Uh, I was just not a fan in general of how they how they produce this. I feel like you could have done something way better if you were just trying to get, you know, Lashley over. Um, yeah, overall, a dud rating for me on that one. What did you think about that Truth MVP Lashley squash segment? All right, let me just say this. It's definitely not Sean, Brett, WrestleMania 12, okay? It's I thought nowhere, it was funny. Nowhere near. I thought it was funny. I liked R-Truth's rap coming down terrible i I don't like that i don't like it it. it was terrible i mean it was just i don't know man so it'd be one thing if you like hit it a little bit differently maybe like to play off the fact that there's no crowd there but the fact that like he literally just did the entrance the way he would just normally do the entrance is kind of like it's like an i think it's funny because it's like an ongoing bit that i feel like it's lazy Here's That's the, what here's, I'm saying. Here's how Make I take it. Make it different. Like, here's how I take it. It's an ongoing non-funny bit that they're doing now knowing it's non-funny. And the fact that they just keep doing it and doing it and doing it now kind of makes it funny to me because yeah. I'm weird. But um, the weird thing about it was like all – I hate to say it. It was all the black guys. It was almost like they were like, 
Hey, yeah, it did feel weird, right? Felt, I, okay, I don't Someone know if that's just that. Like that's like, it, it's yeah, like, it's like, dude, Vince, why? Like all, I'm just like, being honest. I mean, that's not me being weird. I mean, you can say what you want to say. I mean, we all thought it. We all thought it. Dude, we, if this turns into some weird like thing and they go against the new day, like that's gonna, I'm like, yeah. the only reason why I even mention that is because this is a Vince McMahon style thing to do. Yeah, and it, I it, just like, tell, just please don't. Old like, out of touch guy. Dude, please don't. And he like, had all, and he just. He put all the black guys together. It's really what it seems like. Like, why are all the black guys together? You're right. Didn't really make sense. Like, MVP get to like got to. It was MVP gets to have the night off or whatever. Um, it did put Bobby Lashley and MVP together, which I think is a good, uh, a good little manager style type thing. But uh, I, I did. And again, I thought it was funny when Truth was was acting like, oh, can I have the night off too? And then they had this match. Here's what I like about it. It wasn't just a squash match. It wasn't just R-Truth coming out there versus Bobby Lashley. Clothesline, clothesline, you know, bulldog, whatever, boom, boom. Not bulldog, but uh, power slams, whatever. Right. Um, I'm thinking a British bulldog doing yeah. a power slam. Um, you know what I'm talking about. I think they did it in a creative way that yeah. could be seen kind of cheesy. I thought it was, like I said, this R-Truth thing is overdone so much now that it's funny. Um, and then I liked our truth in the match. You could hear him and he was like apologizing after he would hit him. And then he would tell him he was so strong. I actually enjoyed it. So this is going to be the highest graded squash match. I think you will ever get. And I gave it a C highest grade. It's a compliment. It's the highest graded squash match in the history of wrestling. I actually, I actually enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought it was funny. We and gave it a C. I gave it a C. It's a squash match. And it was a C because I think they did a good job. They could have just did what you always do with a squash match. Braun comes out. Big boots. Dude, this was like WWF superstars, like Saturday morning syndicated old school. What's my favorite? What's my favorite era? Okay, that's maybe it makes sense. Maybe it all makes sense if you think about it. Cass just loves cheese whiz on his wrestling. And moving on, let me let's go on back over to the other side. The next matchup here is one of my favorite. Uh, I miss Simon Dean. Let's just say that. Let's end it at I miss Simon Dean. Yeah, let's not talk. Okay. okay. Just I'm all right. Anyway, yeah. So MJF is here against Jungle Boy. They got a solid amount of time too. 17 minutes and 20 seconds. I love MJF. I think he's number the number one star to watch in the industry. Period. I think he's yeah. going to have a very long career, and I think he's going to be, dare I say it, a Mount Rushmore guy if he keeps this level up. Um, just because he's so good at what he does, he lives the gimmick. He like he is that person. He is that terrible heel person. That's that's who he is, and it and it it shines through. And and not enough guys embrace that. And not to mention the fact that his work rate is pretty damn solid. Um, you know, you just can't you can't negate that. And you, also too, like I'm not trying to bury Jack Perry, Jungle Boy. Like, dude, he's a phenomenal worker too. Held his These own. Guys, Dude, these the guys, little guy held his own. These guys damn near tore the house down. Yeah. Um. I mean, I actually gave this match an A minus. Uh. It did go on a li- the match went on a little long. Uh. It, it hey did now. go on. A, it did go hey on now. a little bit long. Uh. And hey there now. was there was a few awkward spots there and kind of in between on the outside of the ring that just did. I don't know. It, it just didn't work for me. But everything they did in the ring, I felt was really really strong. Um. So yeah. A minus for me, a solid like three and three quarter stars, like you know, almost four, but not quite an A. Um, 
Uh, yeah, so that's that's where I was with that. What did you think about MJF versus Jungle Boy? I, I know people don't always like us agreeing, but we just came off us disagreeing about our truth so I can agree with you here. I think this is something that AEW does time and time again. It's, it's nothing new for AEW to give to us, and it's two guys – one-on-one classic wrestling match where they just tear the house down a baby face a, a clear baby face and a clear heel and they really did like you said they tore the house down and I, I didn't hear you just say it here but you said it the other night when we were watching it is mjf is the best heel in the business i mean he's yeah. a true he's the only heel he's yeah. the only heel. he's the only true heel in the said, business right now and we both got kind of agreed on that, so I don't want to just take full credit when I say that, but you didn't really touch base on it. I, and it was – he really is. Everything he does, not just outside of the ring like you were saying. I mean he kills it on the outside of the ring uh, by Twitter. He's always tweeting. He's he's Everything he does is heelish, but inside of the ring too. I mean he's really a true heel. I love it. And then you got this other – the little guy – who I've never really seen much from, like in a singles match. Usually I see him with what's this? What's his uh the dinosaur looking fellow? Oh, forgive Luchasaurus. me, guys. Luchasaurus. I'm sorry. I know you wrestling fans. You hate me right now for not remembering Luchasaurus, any of these. Bro. The I, I don't. I don't Express. remember my daughter's name sometimes. So don't 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 come at me, okay? I don't remember anybody's name. All right. So just. Just uh, sometimes Daniel's lucky. I remember his name. All right. So you got Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, whatever. Uh, so pretty much, I've mainly only seen Jungle Boy and and in his little tag team thing. And they usually only have, from what I've seen on like the pay per views, they have kind of like these short spots together. But this was a chance you saw Jungle Boy in this full match, one on one match. I was very surprised. My first reaction was. What does he do? You know, he's this little guy, and it he it all makes sense when he's got Luchasaurus with him, and it's like uh, the 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 boy and his dinosaur teaming together. But he held his own, man. It was great. Um, I, I loved it. Like you, I'm probably right on par with you, right on par with you with an A minus on this yeah, match. Yeah, it was a fantastic I, match I, altogether. One of the one on one matches of both both shows. Yeah. So let's move on here then. Uh, one of the worst matches, uh, again, that I've seen in a while from Bailey here. Uh, the next match on the card on the Money in the Bank is going to be Bailey versus Tamina. And, dude, at this point, like, Tamina is just hot garbage, bro. Like, she's yeah. never been good. Like, she's just flat out not a good wrestler. I will never understand why she has had the, the career length that she's had. It's ridiculous. I mean, people will say, oh, well, it's because of her family. Dude, they've had several, like, wrestling family guys that did not get the the long 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 run that Tamina has had. She's terrible. She's clumsy in the ring. She just reckless bumps that she delivers to people. She's unsafe. You want to talk about somebody unsafe? How many people has she hurt in her career, dude? Mm-hmm. Literally several. Like, I mean just tons of people that she's hurt. She absolutely sucks. I got to give Bailey credit for doing the best she absolutely could with such a garbage performer. Um but yeah, I mean, Bailey mercifully gets the pin after a really sloppy crucifix. Overall, just bad. I gave it half a star again, just because Bailey tried. Like that's that's all I can say about this match is Bailey tried. Yeah, I I didn't I didn't hate it as much. So we're we're definitely we're not we're not synced together on this one. Um, you know, I, I thought 
you know, in the match, Bailey, the way they did the match, Bailey seemed to be dominant on offense uh, most of the 10-minute match. Um, a bunch of super kicks by Tamina, um, and and then the Samoa drop, uh, then uh, the obvious interference by Sasha. So I thought it was really, I wouldn't I wouldn't just pretty much pile on. I guess I would say pile on Tamina like you are doing. Um, you know, Bailey gets the win. I just thought it was a very a very easy obvious match and. Wasn't anything special, but I don't think it was anything bad. Um, I wouldn't pile on Tamina. Um, she wasn't great, but they hit it. She didn't do much in the match to show anything bad. Maybe she's hurt people, but this match, she really just didn't do anything. It was mostly just Bailey dominating. Then she got her little comeback with her couple things, and yeah, I gave it a C. I, I gave a it a C? C, a C minus. Generous. Um, a C minus, generous maybe, but it wasn't. It wasn't an F. It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great. It was just a mediocre, average. It was an average match, and that's what a C is. I mean, a C is nothing great. A C minus is nothing great. It was just mediocre, average thing. Bailey did a good job carrying it. Tamina gets her little super kicks and Samoa drops, and uh, but th- the reason why it's not great is because it was obvious Tamina can't really bring much more to it. So they have to have the obvious Sasha stuff. And then the Bailey win. It just, it was a, just some average middle of the road match. So a C minus it is, you know I mean? Maybe a D plus, but there's no reason. It's just, it's just an average nothing. So that to me gives an average C minus of a grade. Um, maybe my, my, my grading's off. Maybe I need to go back to teaching school. Um, I'm planning on going next summer. If you all are wondering, but I digress. What is the next AEW match, Sir Daniel? Yes. So the next the next AEW match here is going to be uh, my favorite babyface in all of wrestling today. It's uh, Cody Rhodes with Arn Anderson versus Lance Archer and Jake Roberts. I will say that these guys damn near tore the house down. Um, I, I I enjoy Lance Archer. I know he's kind of like a brand new guy on the scene, but I think he's absolutely fantastic. In my opinion, Cody can pretty much do no wrong. Uh, there was some awkwardness with Mike Tyson. There was a couple shots of literally Mike Tyson yawning, uh, holding the title. Oh yeah, on viral now. <laughs> um, so like that was a little like. Although when he did get involved, it was cool. Um, and you know, I, we were actually recording this on a Wednesday, and I I, I know Mike Tyson's actually going to be on Dynamite tonight, so I don't know. You know how they're going to continue to make that a thing, uh, but you know Jake Roberts being involved is, is a huge deal. Him and Arn Anderson both just still have so much left in the tank as performers, which is wild considering how long they've been doing it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just the, the verbal standoff they had on the Go Home show before before this was really damn good. And Cody is great at, at just playing that babyface role. Lance Archer is just a phenomenal powerhouse. I gave this match a solid A. Uh, slightly better than the match before it. Full four stars from me. Uh, not quite an A+, because there was some awkwardness with the whole Mike Tyson thing, but it had nothing to do with the wrestlers. Um, so, yeah, what did you think about Cody versus Lance Archer here? Man, I don't know if it's because we watched it together, but we're, we're, we're seeming to disagree on the Money in the Bank, but we are agreeing on AEW. Yeah. I'm tracking this. I'm tracking it. Um, you pretty much... Uh, you, you hit it all. You pretty much hit every point, man. I love the Mike Tyson stuff. I, you know, I, I thought it was funny when we watched it and Mike's yawning. That's more of the, the, that's production. It's not Mike's fault, man. He probably had a long day, man. Yeah. Try not to yawn. Vince would have, 
Vince would have, God damn it, get out of here, you're yawning. No yawning. Vince hates yawns. But luckily, Vince is nowhere to be found here at AEW, so he could get away with a yawn or two. I don't think it gives. I don't think that takes away anything from the match. Um, dude, the best things about the match are actually not the wrestlers. It's like you were saying. It's Arn, Arn Anderson and, Jake, and yeah. Jake. Maybe it's because they're from my era. But dude, Jake is still. I mean, he's he's like the best he's ever been. This is like a oh, for sure a new yeah. This is like a, a, a new thing. Like, this is crazy. Yeah. He, he's killing these promos. Arn's killing it. I'll never forget till the day I die when Arn debuted AEW and gave the greatest spine buster. I peed a little bit, and I still Dude, pee yeah. every time I think about it. It was like one of the greatest wrestling moments. You bust them out from time to time. Dude, from time to time, I'll bust it out. I, I do feel like at some point we're either going to see, or we might see both. We might see Jake deliver a DDT to Arn oh, and oh, Arn deliver a spine buster. Yeah. I, or I maybe see. like one or the other. Like I think maybe Jake will hit Cody with a DDT. Right. And maybe, maybe Arn will grab no, Lance. I think I don't the know. DDT is saved till the end. That's the last Oh, for thing. sure. For it's sure. It's the great him doing it. But... Yeah, so that gives the match so much, both of them, Jake and Arn. And then you got Cody, like you said, I have to agree with you. The I, He deserved the title. We, we could go in. We talked about it there. I'm not going to get into it here on why he's not the champ and now he can't be the champ or whatever. But I think he's the greatest in wrestling. Um, and then Archer, I don't know much about him yet. He looked good. Um, I like what they're doing with him. I give this match an A to an A plus. I, I mean, every, it's like everything Cody does, I'm giving an A plus. Yeah. And I'm not being biased. I'm not doing it just because it's Cody. I'm watching it's the match. And yeah. you know what it is? It's because they're putting old school, genuine story with, um, what's the word? There's emotion. Like the emotion. Yeah. Cody Rhodes brings emotion. If I could sum up Cody's matches the since yeah. right before AEW, whenever he was even doing the Ring of Honor stuff with the list and all that, all the way up to all his AEW stuff, the emotion, whether it was with his brother or whoever, yeah. I'm telling you, or or even Nick Aldis at All Out for the NWA I mean, Championship, that was great. Yeah, it's just amazing emotion, and that emotion to is what I like. So maybe yeah. you don't like it. Maybe you didn't think it was that great. But because of all the emotion and his wrestling's great. I gave it an A. I no, it. no, not you. Not you. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah, saying, yeah. Somebody else saying, like, sure. you just love Cody or whatever. Um, Yeah, but I'm right there with you. I'm A to maybe an A+. Plus. I loved it. I loved yeah, it. Yeah, well, we're going to keep it rolling on this card. Uh, there were nine matches on this one and only five on the other. So we're going to keep it rolling on this one. Um, So the next one up here is Chris Statlander. Versus Penelope Ford. They got a little over five minutes here. I think Penelope Ford and Kip Sabian. Uh, Kip Sabian's another guy to keep watching. Uh, I think he's one of my up, like he's one of those quote unquote stars of the future that I that I have on uh, my mental list at least. Um, and I think that Penelope Ford is just wicked hot. I think she's probably the, actually the hottest um, you know women's wrestler in AEW. Um, and I think that there's a lot of crossover promotion that they can do with the both of them because Kip Sabian's a good-looking guy too. He's got a good style. Uh, he, what I'm saying is this couple is something that you can really focus on and push for the next probably 10 years if it all you know pans out that way. The Chris Statlander gimmick, her that her with like the, the the dotted face paint and the fact that she's an alien or whatever and the bops that she does on people's oh, noses. Oh yeah. It's super indie. I don't like it. Uh, I think she's yes. overrated in the ring too. She reminds me very okay. 
Now, when I say this, people are just going to scoff, but she reminds me a lot of CM Punk. She reminds me of somebody that's like, has tried, like she wants to be a great wrestler and she's become a pretty good wrestler, but you can just tell by her movements, her physical movements, that she is not a gifted athlete in any way whatsoever. Like, I mean, CM Punk was a quote unquote great worker, but the reason why I never really liked him is because you could just tell that he had no athletic ability. He had just practiced and really wanted to be the best and he had a great work ethic. And that's what caused him to get there. He was also really charismatic and good on the mic. But his in-ring work always felt really forced to me. That's what I see in Chris Statlander. So people may love her. They may think that, oh, well, you know, that's a good comparison. I love his work rate, whatever. And again, I'm not even necessarily saying I don't like CM Punk's matches. It's just that that's the difference to me between, like, a pretty good guy or even, let's say, a great wrestler as opposed to a legend. To me, CM Punk Mm -hmm. is a legend maybe on the mic, but not necessarily in in the ring. And I think Chris Statlander doesn't have either. But the whole bop gimmick, too, and the whole alien thing, to me, it feels super, super indie. Like, I mean, really indie. Um, I mean, like, I like Jurassic Express with Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. I think they could do without Marco Stunt. I mean, look, look, I know he's a great kid or a great guy or whatever, like, I know that he tries really hard. I know he's put it, paid his dues, and he's a pretty he, – he can work. It, I just don't – it's ne, it, it's never not going to be comedy to me. It, and it, you know what I mean? It just can't be. Yeah. And so the Chris Statlander thing is kind of the same way. Uh, I just I wasn't a big fan of this entire thing, and it was kind of just a squash match for her, and I didn't like her work rate. So I gave it like a C- minus to a D plus. I mean, they tried. They gave it a solid five minutes, and it wasn't like – there was no big botches. So, like – yeah, I mean that's that's kind of how I felt about it. I give it maybe two two stars, something. something yeah, like. I mean, I think Kip Sabian has the look. He's a great looking guy. I will agree with you. The, the uh, great Stat- worker too, man. Yeah, yeah, uh, but I, I will. You know, I'm I'm be honest. I'm just trying to be honest. He's a great looking guy. <laughs> great. Look- no, open one up for the working man. There it is. Um. But Statlander, terrible. And, you know, you kind of opened my eyes up a little bit because I was with you. Like, I hate the gimmick. I hate the stupid alien thing. And it is super indie. Like, and not like indie indie, like uh, National Fairgrounds indie, but more like like almost like the Ring of Honor type indie. I don't know if that makes sense. A little no, bit, it makes perfect sense. Like, it makes perfect sense. I, yeah, I wouldn't really expect it on, like, the real indie stuff. But, yeah, not not for me, but... Then again, I actually like the whole Jungle Boy thing, and 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 I I, I like all three of them. So I, I don't I don't know. I mean, and it does kind of seem like it, it one and the same. So I don't know. It's but the I, I I don't dig the alien thing. It seems misplaced when it when it happens. It doesn't seem like it makes sense. Misplaced. Uh, it, That's such a good good it, word to use. Like yeah, it, it every time it's like you have all this great AEW stuff. All the characters, everybody, you know, the emotional uh, yeah. Cody stuff. You got the Young Bucks, even the Jungle Boy stuff. They don't do it. I think it's because they don't do it in the same way. They do it yeah. in a way that makes sense and it works. It's just not making sense. So, therefore, it looks misplaced and just out of like it, it out of left field. And then it looks – it almost degrades the product. It degrades It's AEW. misplaced because the character is weak for right. the situation. Right. And it degrades AEW in a I way agree. where it starts making it look like, oh, this is this isn't WWE. I like, agree. You know, and I hate to put it at that, like to compare it and it 
try to meet the standards of WWE, but that's what they're doing with lighting and storyline and and shows and pyro and all that. You're trying to you're trying to com- make yourself look as good. I agree. Um, and and it, and it takes a lot away. Um, match not even I don't even remember it. So that's what I grade it. I don't remember it. Yeah. And I, and I watched. So dud dud from you. Dud. Yeah. So, I mean, speaking of misplaced and speaking of, like, character-driven being poor and kind of, like, shining poorly, let's talk about two characters that are character-driven in 2020 and doing it really, really well. Match number four on the main card on Money in the Bank was Bray Wyatt versus Braun Strowman. Yeah. Uh, now, you know instantly from the fact that it's actually Bray Wyatt in the sweater and the pants that it's not The Fiend, right? So, to right. me, you know automatically that this is not the end of... Where it's, where, you know, this is not the end of this angle. Yeah. Um, and I guess that kind of like bummed me out a little bit. Um, but realistically, it ended up way better this way. Because I feel like this is one of those rare times where a pay-per-view really did such an amazing job of, of extending a storyline. Right. Um, kind of giving uh, Braun the upper hand as, a, as the mind game player, I think, was really good. Uh, adding the puppets in the crowd was a little too much for me. Um, but man, the match was absolutely phenomenal. Wyatt is just so good, and his acting ability is unparalleled in the company, and possibly yeah. in the business, and possibly in the business ever. Like the way he, the way he really delivers promos, and the way he actually speaks in the ring, especially during this quarantine time when you can really hear every word they say. He is a phenomenal stage actor. Period. Yeah. Like this dude is like, he could. I mean, to me, better than Cena, better than Hogan you know, better than anybody else, in in my opinion. Like, he, I think he's just insanely good at acting. Um, and that's, it, it goes a long way. He's just so believable. That's kind of the best yeah, word I can believable. use. Yeah. Uh, I, I can, every time he wrestles, whether it's The Fiend or him without the mask, I completely, you know, I'm wrapped up in it all the way. Like, and the only feel, the only times that I'm not wrapped up in what he's doing is when they were doing The Fiend thing with that stupid ass red lighting. Glad we got past that, but anyway, oh, I uh, even, the, that. even that was... the Gaga with like the black sheep mask at the end was perfect. Yeah. The whole spot was super good, right into the finish. Braun gets the win, and I absolutely loved it. I gave it an A plus, four and a half stars from me. Uh, I mean, one of the one of the best matches on either card. And I don't like big man wrestling, you know that. So me giving yeah. Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt, like, dude, everything was there. Emotion, storyline, actual in ring work was crisp. It was good, man. It was a great match. What did you think about Bray versus Braun? Yeah, I think it's I think it was hard to mess this one up, man. They had they had the story. You know, Braun started with Bray, and then at the end they also had the black sheep or whatever thing and 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 it all made sense and it's all part of this story that they have and you know, Bray being the creator of Braun and asking, you know, the prodigal son to come home and I, they just they had the story and they executed it well and it all worked. I liked the the mind games Bray was doing. I'm glad I forgot about the red light. Thank God that wasn't his mind game using a red oh, light. That was stupid. It. We were boycotting those matches. Oh remember? yeah, exactly. Yeah, but the the mind games he did were great, man. It just yeah. I love how they took advantage of no crowd. You know, the, telling the story. Both of them, you could hear them talking. And or make you know, you know just taking advantage of no crowd and be able to hear each person in the ring. We both yeah. talked about. It became more of a stage performance. And then, yeah. Right. And then Pig Boy comes out. Right. I don't think you said that, but he comes out. 
Um, again, it's all it's a gift that they had this story. You know, all the all of it made sense, and they haven't really, you know, dug into this too much of where you know that they all used to be a group. They've kind of done stuff here or there, but you know, this is this is getting to be the culmination of that group that they had and and Braun and Bray. And yeah, this isn't the end of it, but they did a good job of using this pay-per-view to to prolong the story. And it worked. And it worked. You know, uh, Bray gets Sister Ab- Abigail. Braun kicks out. Uh, Braun then gets the black sheep mask, like you says. Um, uh, then does the fake reunion. And then Braun turns on Bray for the win. You know, kind of knew that was going to happen, but you know, almost didn't. So, but like you said, this isn't the end, obviously, because we didn't get the fiend. I gave it an A, uh, only because it didn't get an A plus because I, I liked Pig Boy coming out, I liked the fake reunion, but it wasn't like you know an A plus to me is like you're gonna have a you're gonna tear the house down and all and have a great match. But uh, yeah, love the story. This gets an A mainly because of the story and Bronze come such a long way that he can actually have matches now and he's able to have a matches he's able to have a plus matches honestly he's come such a long way he's one of the most improved wrestlers so this gets an a all the way story is everything to me so yeah yeah, i I gave it an a awesome dude yeah i mean there's no way around that i feel like i feel like you liked parts that i actually didn't like yeah Um, and so like you know even though we kind of agreed on where our rating was i don't think we liked the same things but that's cool that's to me that that just shows that that's great wrestling overall um so yeah let's jump back over to and we're gonna knock out like i think two of them here um so it's uh dustin rhodes with randy rhodes versus sean spears this match is about three and a half minutes long uh it was really just like a way to be like oh he's actually back sean spears i will say like you know he came out and was doing the whole like you know he's not gonna show you know lance archer beat him within an inch of his life you should just declare me the winner very very almost like nwa 80s style like Oh, he forfeits. He's not coming. And then he comes out. It's a quick match. You get some good, like, you know, gold dust slash the natural, like, high spots, and boom, the match is over. Um, it served its purpose. Um, but I would have, I feel like these two guys specifically could have put on a really good match. So I'm a little bummed that they got, you know, that small amount of time. Um, so for me, it was like, it couldn't be better than a C. Um, so I gave it a C because it wasn't bad. It, I mean, everything they did was great, but that would have been this. This should should have been on a dynamite. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, this is one of those things that should, just should have been on dynamite. Um, so yeah, for me, you know, it just fell flat because it was too a little too right. too old school for me. A little bit, a little too predictable, a little too quick. Um, yeah. So for me, overall, about a C. Uh, what, what, or about two stars. What yeah. do you think about, what do you yeah, think about man, this one? I don't have much more to add. I mean, it's, it's a perfect C rating. I mean, there's not much there. Could have been more. Both guys much. can work. Both guys, yeah, both guys can work. Kind of like what I said about the other match. Uh, I think it was the Bailey thing. I, I, yeah, it's the same thing. C, uh, you know, uh, it was better than the Bailey thing. I'll give you that, but still not much there. Could have been more. Yeah. You pretty much hit it on the head there. So yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you on that one. Let's, let's keep, Let's keep this train going. Let's keep it going. So we had a Hikaru Shida versus Hikaru. Sorry, Hikaru Shida versus versus Nyla Rose. Um, No disqualification, no countout match for the AEW Championship. I mean, 
They tried. Uh, I think, okay, I, I like Nyla Rose, and I think women's wrestling has come a long way, but I think that a, and what's weird, weird is that AEW kind of touts themselves with, like, the better female wrestlers, but I just haven't seen that be the case, no. guys. Like, I'm going to go ahead and say, like, I think they are trying, and they're trying to invest in the women's division. They give them enough time. I mean, this match was almost, like, 17 minutes, I think. Um, but they just... Nyla Rose, I feel like is green. I mean, she's just she's yeah. just green, uh, and it's just it's it's not it doesn't it, it feels awkward in there. It it just doesn't seem she just doesn't seem um, able to handle the faster paced workers that she's been with, uh, at least on the AEW television and in these matches. Of course, she's a beast. Of course, her story is what it is. So there's interest there. I understand why she's the champion. Uh, I mean, Sheeta is a pretty good wrestler, but I. I, I mean, when you have, you know, I think they have six or seven Japanese women that are literally all the same. You know, like, look, like, this is a different audience, man. Like, this is a Western audience. Like, we're not, we're not gonna, we can't see those subtleties in these performers when we don't know, they don't communicate with us. We, they, if they all look the same and they all work the same, they are all the same, you know? So it's like, we don't know any of these backstories, you know, especially most of us that didn't, like, really watch New Japan. So it's, it's like... I don't know, man. I feel like they they really need to do something to recover this women's division because this match was not good to me at all. It felt clunky. It felt way too long. Uh, this is the easily the worst match on the card for AEW, um, and that's saying something. We're gonna get there. Um, yeah, it just it wasn't good at all. Uh, I gave it a, a D minus. Uh, again, passable because they tried. I mean, it, and there's that, and there was so much time. But honestly, like. If it had been a little bit shorter, it might have gotten a full D, maybe a D plus, but it wouldn't have gotten anywhere near a C. What did you think about uh, Sheeta and Nyla Rose here? Yeah, I, I didn't like it at all. I thought it was, it, it just was not good. It, it's same area, D. And D you're gonna minus, use this whole like no I mean, count no disqualification thing, but you don't ever really use those aspects yeah. of the match, like. I don't know. It just yeah, wasn't... It, this late in the card too. It was. Yeah. I, I. I don't know. It, it, yeah, just not good. Not. Not. Not for me. And you kind of. Yeah. You. You made a good point there with 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 all the the uh, the Japanese girl wrestlers and, you know, you're right. I mean, it's a great point. Great point there. But yeah, uh, n- not for me. This match. Well, was that was. That would have been two bad matches in a row for AEW. Uh, man, let's jump back over to WWE. And in my opinion, we had two fantastic matches in a row. Yeah. Uh, the last one being Bray and Braun. And then this one, uh, it's going to be yeah. uh, Rollins versus McIntyre. I will say there was a nice little vignette for like the locker or the hacker gimmick that they've been doing. You know, yeah. the hacker that revealed the whole thing with uh, mm-hmm. with Mandy Rose and Otis and all that. Uh, I'm really interested to see where that goes. They're playing the long game with it. Thank you, Bruce. Uh, I appreciate that. Or I guess Paul. Thank you, Uncle Paul Heyman. Um, I appreciate your. your... Ah, I think Bruce is actually exclusive on SmackDown now. So, um, yeah. So this would be Paul, which you know, Paul is also a creative genius. So that's awesome. Um, man, this package too. The package they had going into Rollins and McIntyre. I love this Monday Night Messiah character. I know that we're, you know, you're a busy man. You're you're a man of means, Cassius. You got your hand and all the honey pots, so you don't get to watch a lot of regular wrestling. Uh, and you're just watching these big shows. But everything that the Monday Night Messiah has been doing is Seth Rollins has been absolutely killer. Uh, he's changed his whole character, how he delivers promos, his look. Overall, it's different. It reminds me very much of uh, that Far Cry 5 game that we love so much, that cult oh. leader. He's taken so much from that character. The like soft-speaking, like, very, like, 
very like counterculture, counter religious kind of like vibe. Uh, I enjoy it quite a bit. Love it. Highly recommend anything that Seth Rollins does, but especially this part in his career. Let's take go into the match though. It's Rollins and McIntyre WWE cha- Championship. Cass, I'm gonna go ahead and let you lead on this one. I know you got some notes for this one. Yeah, man, I have pages and pages in pages of mat uh, a match of mat. A match. I, I, well, what is happening? Pages of match. I don't know. I was I was. I was trying to be silly because I don't have many notes on this. And you match were. You achieved being silly, my friend. Yeah, yeah, in the wrong way. In the wrong way. I have literal notes about everything on all the matches except this match. I'm telling you, because I enjoyed it so much. Yeah. I know that uh I, I know that Drew won and I know that it was a slow build. Yeah. But other than that, I, I actually just enjoyed the match, so you're going to have to probably put some more insight. But I do have a little bit more, a little bit more. Okay. I, I do know that it was, uh, and I remember this, how rough it was. They were throwing some potatoes. Yeah. They were just really getting physical, and that's what I liked about it. You know, I talked about earlier, I like the emotional um, storyline and how much a story can make the match an A. But this match had story, but on the other side of things – I also like a fight, and I also like yeah. I also like it looking real, and yeah. I, and the I like selling, bro. The, the selling. selling, exactly, God. and the physicality, the physicality yes. of this match, the story they told in the ring. Now they didn't have, they had a story out outside of the ring, but they didn't, you know, not as much as some of these, you know, Cody Rhodes and all the emotional things, and you're crying after the match. Uh, yeah. That'll add to the match, and that'll get you an A sometimes just because you're so into it. But the story they told in the ring with the physicality and the selling, the selling and the slow build. This match was a slow build, and it got – it just got better and better and better. And, I mean, uh, you watch – this is a good match. We talk about this a lot in a negative way. We say this isn't a match we would show to somebody – who yeah. doesn't watch wrestling? Dude, this is a match yeah. you would show because I'll tell you what, even the most jaded non-wrestling fan will see these two hitting the shit out of each other and they'll look at you, especially I've, I've seen girls do this. Oh my God, he is really hitting him. You know, sometimes yeah. my yeah. fiance will say that. Oh wow, he is really hitting him. And I'm like, yeah, sometimes you got to do it. Sometimes yeah. you just go into it beforehand yeah. and say, hey, brother. want to invoke that emotion. That's hey, brother. We're going to go. We're going to put it all out there. It's and they did tonight, buddy. They, got, they were real Potatoes snug. are on the menu. And there was receipts being given. And, I mean, they went at it, dude. And so I gave um, – this is back-to-back A's. I mean, not – Back-to-back A-pluses for me, bro. I'm kind yeah, of in the same yeah. boat, dude. Like it was intense right out of the gate too. The peak, I mean, there were there were peaks and valleys. They sped up, they slowed down. I mean, you brought it up earlier that that whole Brett and Sean thing. Now I'm not prepared to put it on that pedestal, but I will say that this, especially like you know, once things go back to normal, you will start like remembering these quarantine times and picking out these gems. And this is a damn gem, dude. Like yeah, this match is this like. Is a gem. Peaks and valleys, the psychology, the old school wrestling in this match. Yeah. A lot of the reasons why we praised uh, Cody Rhodes uh, AEW. Is, is, is because is because of that kind of like like knows when to speed up, knows when to slow down, knows when to speed up, knows when to slow down, uh, and that's even harder to do when there's no crowd there, and it's only by cameras and, and us like watching. And dude, like Rollins and McIntyre, 
dude, I mean, knocked it out of the absolute park. Like, and by the way, dude, Samoa Joe is an absolute gem on commentary. The commentary oh, yeah. in this match specifically really helped put it over the edge. Uh, and again, you know what? I know we have a ton of legends on AEW, but I'm going to go ahead and say it, man. They did a piss poor job on commentary the whole night. The whole night. I mean, we had we had those we had a few moments in the Archer and Cody match, but some parts it was a distraction. I mean, like those guys, like first of all, three of them is too many, and yeah. having Jr. and Tony at this point in both of their careers together all the time is not good. Like it should be two people, either Jr. and Excalibur, or Excalibur and Tony, or whatever. But all three of them is just too much because then you have too much back and forth, and it's almost a lot of inside baseball with like Ross and Shivani, and it's like unless yeah. you're I mean, I'm a huge mark, so I get it all. But it's I'd like put, you, I'd put Ross and Taz together. If you yeah, know, I would do Ross and Taz. I'd actually put Tony and Taz together because that's never happened. Yeah, but I don't know if Tony can do play by play. Oh, of course he can, man. Of course he can. Get out of it. Can Tony do play by play? He's way better at play by play. I don't know. He seems like he's kind of lost. No, not at all. Not at all. I would actually say the opposite, man. I feel like those little flubs that we used to hear from JR once in a blue moon happen at least once a match now. And it's like, look, I love JR. I love his podcast. I think when you give him in that kind of interview setting, he's amazing still. But when you get him in like the fast paced, quote unquote, live, t- it's live TV, pal, as he likes to say, like, it's not, I mean, it's not, you know, he's not what he used to be. There's no way around that. Look, I'm not, and I'm, again, this is not a, I know he takes a lot of that personal, like the critiques personal, but it's like, Dude, I'm just critiquing your actual work. I think that you do a lot of things still phenomenally well. But there's no way at this point you can be like, oh, well, you know, it's there's this and this and this, and people just don't understand. Like, no, no, you, you have lost the step. Like, like, you just need to accept the fact that you've lost the step. Maybe you should just do more research on one or two specific matches that you call throughout a show. Maybe they change the team throughout their show period that might actually help the show i mean every other wrestling show has the same commentary from start to finish no matter what unless it's a pay-per-view when they were doing split brands and so i feel like this might aew could just like go back and forth you know what i'm saying like especially in a time now where all the commentary is done post anyway i feel like that would be a cool thing to do um but yeah man i mean the commentary here in this match with samoa joe was just phenomenal uh that dude that dude has a long bright like career there um dude there were just so many amazing spots here like the whole match was 50 50 i suspended my disbelief at one point i thought they might actually put the title back on seth just to keep the the ball rolling so they sold me on their false finishes which is a huge part of of high ratings um yeah four and a half four and three quarters almost five honestly i'm just like i didn't want to give them five because i wasn't my body wasn't prepared i wasn't ready to give another five yeah yeah yeah. um but like dude damn near close close and if you ask me again in five years i might tell you this is a five-star match absolutely loved rollins and mcintyre um man yeah. but moving on here let, let me tell you about something that i i just don't love and it's john moxley it's john moxley versus brody mm-hmm. lee for the aew championship they got about 15 and a half almost 16 minutes here um yeah, dude, no matter what he does, I just don't like John Moxley, Dean Ambrose, whatever he is. I just, I've never liked his in-ring work. He's not believable to me. Everything, literally everything he does feels forced to me. 
all of his promos, his facial expressions, the yeah. over-the-top crazy guy. He just doesn't sell me. That whole, like, eyes bulging and, and your head shaking because you're a crazy man and you, like, run your, your hands through your hair really fast because that means you're crazy. Like, it's just so, so bad. I just don't like it. It's not good at all. Yeah. Um, MJF is a much better heel because I can believe the fact that that dude leaves the locker room the same asshole that he is on the mic. I believe that. Like, he and and Cody Rhodes is someone that speaks to you. He gets ramped up yeah. when he when it's emotional, or he talks to you like in a normal tone when he's just trying to deliver a message. And his words are smoother. He's a better babyface. John Moxley. I don't. The only reason why he's in this position is because he had a, a run as Dean Ambrose. I mean, yeah. like, and that was like it's a lazy performance. Yeah, lazy. I, I I will say though, I love what Brody Lee has done. I think that, that. I, think, I, th- I think that he has changed people's minds. Um, you know, everyone thought he was Luke Harper, but his promos have been fantastic. Has he had a couple stutters in his promos? Yes, but he's switching to being the main guy in a huge faction, the only real faction in that right. in that in that whole promotion. And so naturally, he's, it's going to be a little bit of a transition. But I feel like right. he's handling it really well. His his work rate, I love. I love Brody Lee. I'm I'm a big fan of his. Um, so I'm going to give this match a C minus. Uh, but again, like the, with the whole ECW thing, the big DDT through the ramp uh, and that being the finish that felt very Taz and Bam Bam Bigelow. I understand that you wanted to use it, but the ramp wasn't even half as long as that ECW ramp was. So it felt really controlled and really staged. I didn't like it at all. It it reminded me of the hokey parts of WWE, which is what this whole promotion is trying to avoid. But we're going to get to even more of that later. Uh, yeah, so for me, like, I don't know, two stars, that, that's all I can really give it. What did you think about John Moxley? Yeah, I, I, I hate to keep just saying I'm right there with you when it comes to this stuff, but... Again, yeah, we watched the show I, together, guys. I, and I said what, and, and I just said while you were talking about Moxley, it, it seems like a lazy performance every time. He's really not believable. I don't believe the whole hardcore thing. I, yeah, I guess he was hardcore in the indies, but I know him, him as Dean Ambrose and... He's just not doing a good job of using that, and it, it's just a. It, I didn't like him as Dean Ambrose. Uh, I thought he's always kind of he. I, you know, whenever he's a tryhard, dude. He's a tryhard. Somebody, somebody you don't even like, you feel embarrassed for. It's like I don't even like the guy, or even know the guy, but I get embarrassed. Like, yes. He yes. constantly 100%. makes me embarrassed. That's exactly accurate. Yeah. Because I'm like. I just know he's a person, and I can relate to people, and I just I feel embarrassed for him. Yeah. Totally. He thinks he's because you could tell he thinks he's good, and I guess he, I guess it's got him this far. So I guess he's doing something right, but I don't see it. I'm embarrassed. I don't think it's gonna last. I think that's what we're saying. He's he's a flash in the pan. Yeah, he's had a run, and 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 it's been a few yeah. years, but he's. I'll not- be surprised if he's still there in 2022. Nah, he yeah. might limp along through 2021. Exactly. He's, he's just not. There's nothing there tangible. That's why exactly. his runs on top. I don't even understand. Like, yo, tweet I me. At KFabeCom, right. tweet me. Let me know why you think Dean Ambrose is good. Give me a match that you feel like put him over, that you're like, okay, he's solid. Because, I mean, like, I liked him when he played a bit part in 33% of a faction that was the Shield. But right. even from the Shield days, I knew Rollins was the guy. I mean, I, I, yeah. I mean, so to me, like, and honestly— I'll- I'm gonna say this: Roman Reigns is ten times better than John oh, Moxley. Hundred percent. Ten times better. Oh yeah, hundred like, percent. I didn't even know that was like a. Uh, oh dude, a, of course a that's a thing. 
Oh, well, that's that's just crazy. Yeah, Luke Harper, on the other hand, killed it. I think he's great. Like you said, yeah. he's a big transition from being the second guy to the guy, and I can't wait to see what they do from from here with him. So yeah, I'll just we'll just keep this moving. I'm I'm right on cue with you on, on well, that. Well, KJ Cass. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna leave it up to you. We are at that point in the show. We are at two main events. We can either do the double money in the bank ladder match, both the women's and the men's, their little segment that they put together. Or we can do the segment that they called the Stadium Stampede on the AEW side, which is the Inner Circle versus the Elite. KG Cast, which one do you want to leave with, bro? Oh, I think we gotta we gotta save that AEW one and go through the uh, Money in the Bank match. And okay. and, 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 good. and and I'll just I'll give a couple notes first, real quick. We can kind of go back and forth on this one if you want. Um, you know, both matches. I, maybe I'll have to bring up both at the same time. I, I don't know how we're going to do this, but both matches were edited matches. And yeah, let's like, right off the bat. There's no way anybody could disagree. WWE did it way better. Way better. The editing way of, better. Of, of, way of, better. Of, yeah. And I like the idea. It was very video, even the intros for the women and just the idea of it was like a video game. And I, I hope if you don't put this in the next video game, you're crazy. I'll buy the next 2K WWE game just to do this match. Yeah. This would be like so fun to do. You oh, get it to would, it go would, all the way up the building. It was such a video game thing. And the way they edited it, it just it kept reminding me of a video game the whole time. Yeah, I loved seeing I, I loved seeing the inside of the headquarters. I'm a nerd seeing the inside of Vince's office. I love the comedy spots. Um you know, there was, AJ. Some, there was some stuff that I didn't like, but yeah, overall, yeah. I'm kind of with you. Yeah in, yeah, in the building, I'm 100% with you. Yeah, yeah, all yes, exactly. Now, and then you get the AJ and Daniel Bryan thing with Vince McMahon was hilarious, and then oh, they hilarious. Brother yeah. Love taking a piss, right? Love Brother that. Love spot. I could have done with fight that. with Paul Heyman. I was, I mean, it was a little yeah. too much cheese, but it was okay. I, it was passable. Yeah, I was, I was, I didn't like the food fight or the uh, the hey, hey, boss. Oh, the people power thing, Johnny Ace, yeah. Yeah, so that was kind of, that was a little, but the the brother love thing and the Vince thing were great. Um, Was there anything else in the bit, in the building that were, oh, Vince with the hand sanitizer. Oh, yeah, that was good. Hilarious. Um, I like the elevator, Um, you know, running for the elevator and, yeah. It's like a, it was like a movie, you know, trying to get in the elevator and yeah, it felt very rat race, like the movie yeah, rat race. I loved that. I loved that. Um, and then, you know, Daniel, they go, um, they they go they to finally the, make it to the roof, the yeah, roof. Yeah, and it just all went downhill from from from. I mean, what what are your thoughts there on the roof? Just to mash it together. All right. Uh, yeah. I mean, I felt like as soon as they got to the roof, there should have been commentary because then there's a match. And right. I felt like the commentary the team should have come back in. Uh, dude, honestly, that's the main thing. Like, I would have rated this way higher if the commentary team had been like, all right, they got, boy, ladies and gentlemen, they finally made it to the roof. And then we're back into like wrestling because there's a ring, right? But they, instead, they had like cheesy, like, you know, new metal, like music in the background and no other anything. And yeah, like, they then- still kept cinematic shots. And I was like, I don't know. And then they, like, murdered two human beings on pay-per-view. Um, right. You know, so I don't know. It The whole thing after that makes me feel weird. And then the actual finish. Like, look, it was more entertaining for sure, but Otis winning the money in the bank is too much. Like, 2020, you're extra as hell. You've done way too much. I'm going to go ahead and pass on 2020. 
Otis, I think you're funny. I don't even think you're. I think you're a good a good portion to pick. Maybe you should be in the 24/7 title picture, or actually no title picture at all, and just run with this whole Mandy Rose thing. But the fact that you're like in the world title picture now, the Money in the Bank. I don't. I get hate it. that. I hate it. I don't like that at all. Um, of of all people, I felt like it definitely should have been AJ. Uh, to win to win definitely the Money in the Bank. AJ. Yeah. I mean, I just especially because Oscar, like, Oscar won like right away. We didn't. And especially if AJ did a thing where that like Charlotte did, where he's like, yo, I've won these titles. Like, and he comes down and it's AJ versus Adam Cole for the NXT title because he's never been in NXT. He's never conquered NXT. He's been on Raw and SmackDown, but he's never been on NXT. Like, oh, dude, could you imagine? Like, if that's how they wind down his last year, just put him on NXT with, like, Velveteen Dream and Adam Cole and, like, Killer Cross and Johnny Gargano. Oh, it'd be, it'd be phenomenal, dude. Like, no pun intended. It'd be absolutely phenomenal. But overall, this match, Otis going over, I mean, it was entertaining. Uh, so I gave it, like, so if it's five stars, full entertainment value for sure. But then match value was absolute dud. So if it's five stars, I gave it two and a half because the entertainment side was full on all the way. But the way it finished and then like the actual wrestling was a full two and a half like dud. So yeah, mm-hmm. two and a half stars for me. I guess that'd be a C, maybe even a C plus. Uh, what did you think about uh, what did you think about that? What's your overall rating at least? Yeah. So Otis kind of didn't make sense to me, and then Oscar one right away which was okay i mean that's fine i don't i didn't really care much about that or, or hate it but i would say if you would have got to the roof and had commentary and then didn't kill people and kind of like yeah. everything was <laughs> and it didn't thing. murder right everything was silly everything was silly with vince McMahon. i get that that it was all silly so yeah you could say throwing somebody off the roof they were being silly the whole time but it was all been silly, but they were making sense out of it and getting right back to normal. And, and not right once, back. but twice. Like, not right, once, right. but twice. But but my point is, is, like, all the silliness throughout the 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 up with the Vince and the Brother Love is it went right back to seriousness, and it wasn't that much of a crazy thing. But to kill somebody just takes stuff. To kill somebody? I mean, it's just crazy. So I would give everything up to that point a B+. Plus. With that, it's like an F plus because nothing oh, matters anymore. So That's you went from a B plus, right? You went from a B plus to an F plus because at this point, to me, you've thrown people off the roof. It's so unbelievable. It's so silly. It's so stupid. It's kid stuff. It's like it's like yeah. Power Rangers. Yeah. You went from from uh, great wrestling to the Power Rangers, and so you get an F plus at that point. So. I guess I will merge them together with you, and it's about the same grade. But it was a B plus. I loved everything about it, and then they had to do that. So a B plus to an F. So we're gonna give you a D. Probably. Merge it in together. Yeah, we'll average it out to a D D plus. That's okay. About, that's All right. Well, then, you know what? I honestly, I think a D plus would be. I would be <laughs> shocked if you gave this thing a D plus. Man. Okay. Look. Here's. I'm gonna go ahead and just jump right into it, man. It's yeah. a Stadium Stampede. It's the Elite, which is Adam Page. Matt Hardy is somehow now a part of the elite. That happened. Right. Uh, and then uh, Kenny Omega and then the Young Bucks, Nick and Matt Jackson. Uh, versus the Inner Circle, which is currently Chris Jericho, Jake Hager, uh, Sammy Guevara, and then uh, the Proud proud and Powerful or Pride and Powerful. I'm not I sure. I'm not sure. Uh, but Santana and Ortiz. So um, 
Yeah, man. Okay, so this is my gripe, right? So AEW, their whole thing is like we have a power ranking and their entrances. We we show you their record. We're going to be more sports-based. We're going to be away from WWE, a total different alternative. Well, we had WrestleMania, and then we now we had Money in the Bank. And so you're just going to take these same kind of staged ideas, same kind of like scripted segment things, and do that as your main event with the whole instant replay with Aubrey Edwards in the tent and like, you know, Matt Hardy getting drowned like three times and coming back as version one for a minute and then broken Matt and then old school Matt Hardy. Like it just, it was really, really, really cheesy. And I don't think you have enough legs to stand on as far as characters to really pull that off. Um, I know you have Matt Hardy and Chris Jericho and those guys that have been, you know, more on that, let's say Hollywood or WWE sports entertainment side of the wrestling business. We'll say that the sports entertainment side of the wrestling business. So I can understand like maybe a main event here that would have been similar to a cinematic that like, let's say, uh, you know, the Firefly Funhouse match would have been or this this uh, money, money in the Bank ladder match would have been. But the fact that you've been marketing yourselves as the alternative and that you're going to do more sports-based stuff. And this was all slapstick humor. Like, the whole thing. Like, not yeah. even at one point was it ever, like, actual wrestling. And and that's just, I, I don't know. For me, this, this is the worst thing that AEW has put out. A lot of people loved it. So I feel like we're going to have a really hard take here on this one. But a lot of people online and on Twitter are just... Just, I mean, still wet for AEW, which blows my mind. Look, I love AEW. I think I do think that they are putting on a better product overall week by week than WWE is. I would agree. But this match and the way they did it straight up, ripping off everything that WWE has done since WrestleMania with these scripted matches is not good to me. And you could argue, oh, well, you know, Matt Hardy really developed it with the final deletion and blah, blah, blah. Like, okay, that was literally almost five years ago at this point. Like, and mm-hmm. AEW has not done anything like that up until this point. Like, even the stuff that you did with, with Matt Hardy's debut and the fire and the entrances, at least there's, it's still, it still looks like wrestling. It's still in the ring. There's, like, it, like I would have been fine if you would have done the stadium thing and just, like, had it, had the ring in the middle of in the center and use some cool camera angles, maybe even like some droning, like, you know, fly over, like whatever, but kept it empty and have an actual match. I feel like that would have been way better. Uh, I just, I don't know. I hated this whole thing. I really, it was forever. It was almost 35 minutes long too. That's insane for this match. Yeah. 35 minutes. Awful. I just, I, I didn't like it at all. Not at one point did I like it. Uh, Honestly, again, this is, would be an embarrassing thing to show to somebody. I'm going to give it negative one star. Not too far in the negatives, but negative one star overall for me. What do yeah. you think about the stadium stampede? Man, 35 minutes, that's surprising. It, it felt like an hour and 35 minutes. It really did. Um, it felt like a full movie, straight up. I felt like this was the – they didn't do it right. They didn't execute it right. They didn't – you know, what they were trying to do was like – what WWE did in the money in the bank match we just did, or what they did with uh, the, the firefly Funhouse or the undertaker yeah. thing. That's what they were trying to do. And it was long still shots um, of just Gaga and ridiculousness. Um, I mean, just a whole bunch of ridiculous stuff that was terrible. Yeah. Um, this was so terrible. 
Uh, I'm not going to just harp on the same things you did because there's really nothing much else to say. I mean, funny parts, you know, yeah, I, I don't I don't dislike the Gaga. I don't dislike Jericho putting the cone over his head and then turning around getting super kicked in the in the football thing and them saying it's good. That's that's cool. If that would have been one of the Gaga spots, that's fine. But but every, if the th- whole thing is Gaga, dude, yeah. homeboy rode in on a horse at Bro. one point. Bro, although those are beautiful tag titles, beautiful tag titles. Beautiful, I love the tag titles. Homeboy rode in a horse, and then he's chasing, uh, what's his name, down. It was just, uh, everything was so bad. Nothing was executed right. Everything looked, everything looked bad. They weren't really hitting each other that physically. Every, and they weren't, every big spot looked, looked lazy. It was lazy. They're putting each other through tables so lightly and gently because it's, it's concrete and, yeah, if you're going to do that stuff, man, be hardcore. If you're not going to be hardcore, don't be out there being, you know, jabrones about it. It just wasn't – it was bad. It just – everything looked bad. It was – it was uh, – first time I think I've ever given AEW an F. This is one of the worst things I've ever seen in wrestling. I will say that. I mean, yeah, it, was, man. it was bad. And, and you know what? Here. That's not me hating on AEW because most of the time I'm giving AEW A's all around. So – they finally effed up, and it's gonna happen. So they they. Well, I gotta say, man. I mean, with, with the matches on 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 AEW that were fantastic, and the matches on Money in the Bank were fantastic. I it's crazy because I I thought the both pay per views were good. I really did. Uh, but I actually gotta give the edge to, to WWE. WWE. I, I think a lot WWE. of people are, are really undercutting what they've been doing with this whole quarantine, man. I yeah, think it's really yeah. good. Um, really. I, I'm I'm enjoying it. At some points too, it's almost like. I like it better, like WWE that way with the, the more the heavier sports entertainment side. I think this, I think the empty like place almost lends itself. To Maybe you merge what you've learned, you merge that into with the crowd when you have the crowd. Maybe you, you take what you learn and you add it to it and yeah. you grow. And I, I don't know, but can, for sure. Yeah, this money bank almost better than WrestleMania. I mean, this was a great show. A lot of A's, a lot of B's, and yeah, it's just, nothing was an F. So. Yeah, I, I think we get to that, man. Um, and I am about to pee myself. Well, so, okay, let's just um, run down here. I think <laughs> so. Uh, Money in the Bank is a unanimous winner from our side. We disagreed on a lot here. We agreed on a lot here. It's been a pretty good show. Uh, yeah. Thank you guys for joining us. Sorry, it's been a couple weeks. It's probably going to be a little sporadic until we really really figure things out. We're kind of switching some roles here around. So once I kind of understand a little bit more of the technical side, I feel like we'll be back on pace regularly. But you know what, KJ Cast. We're going to go through the schedule. It is going to be the June hey. of WCW. I'm going to take, hey now. I'm taking cast through all of the big, big money moments. And we're going to start next week with WCW Thunder, April 26th of 2000. That's the day that David Arquette became the WCW champion. And I feel like we're going to have a lot to talk about on that one. I'm really excited. Uh, the following well, that's next show. Next show is David next Arquette. Show. Next show is David Arquette. The show after that is going to be WCW Back to the Beach from 1998. That was uh, Hogan and Rodman versus Carl Malone and DDP. We're going to cover that show. We're going to go ahead and get in there. We're going to get one current show here because Backlash is going to happen in, on the 18th of June. Uh, it'll be WWE Backlash 2020. And then to round out the end of June, it's going to be WCW Spring Stampede 2000. That was the first show that... Eric Bischoff was back 
and Eric Bischoff and Vince Russo together book one and only show. Um, so this is going to be a fun one, too. All stuff I've never seen. Yeah. I've heard about it in documentaries. I've read about it in books. I've never seen it, never witnessed it. So this will be a first for me. I have seen little skits and, and you know, little spots in the documentaries, but yeah. I've never seen these shows, so it'll all be new for me. I have no idea how Arquette won the title, and I, I know a little bit about the Malone-Hogan uh, thing, but yeah, yeah, we're, we're, it's going to be a fun one for me, especially. Awesome, dude. I'm super excited about this. Guys, be sure to follow us on our socials at kfabe.com. Yes. Sorry it's been sporadic. We're all trying to live through the quarantine. Hopefully, you guys will stick with us. Please be sure to give us a five-star review and hit that subscribe button. That's going to do it for us here. We'll see you guys next week. I am Mr. Know-It-All Daniel John Schaefer. He is the KOG Cass Lush. Hey, now. Peace.